you're no longer sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Your interests really go and have a greater impact, not just on technology, but really everyday life. This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Open up your notebooks, let's dive in. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. The nature of school security has seen whiplash in the last few years. Devastating weather events, school shootings, decaying infrastructure are all accounting for an overhaul in how to properly secure a school. But better security doesn't come easy. 90% of school district funds are allocated to salaries and benefits. And though that's important, it only leaves a whopping 10% for everything else, which includes security personnel, technology, and infrastructure remodeling. Our guest on today's podcast, Scott Himmelstein, is an education market consultant for Synergistic, a company that provides experts and machine learning technology to reduce school costs by huge amounts. Himmelstein's experience in school security is deep. He was the former deputy and acting secretary of education for the state of California, where he served as chief policy advisor to Governor Schwarzenegger on K-12 and higher education. He's also the president of his own company, PBK Ready, which provides safety and security policy, facility assessment, and training to K-12 and higher education institutions. Himmelstein joins us on the podcast to explore the back-end necessities of a functional school security system, from personnel training to real-time data monitoring. Since funds are tight, Synergistic often steps in to help alleviate those costs, and Himmelstein explains how this is helping make safety a paramount part of school operations, even with limited budgets. All right, Scott, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, Daniel. Nice to be with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you on here giving some insight on school security. You have an extensive background in the education market. You were the former deputy and acting secretary of education for the state of California, which must have been an incredible position. You must have learned so much and gotten to interact with professionals in the area, innovators in the education market. And I'd like to know from your time in that position, what kind of security concerns were you most focused with in that period? And what have those become in 2018? You know, how have security concerns evolved? Well, uh, you're right, Daniel. It was an incredible experience in California. There are over 1,000 school districts. So we have about 6 million kids or so. So it was really quite a responsibility and opportunity to uh, learn in a big, diverse state such as as ours. And as you may know, security concerns have really come into you know a brighter light over the past five, six, seven, eight years or so where uh, before security in school districts was a matter of kind of filling out forms, complying with state regulations around things like uh, earthquakes, uh, basic safety kind of issues. But over the past several years, 
our threats have evolved. And if you look at all of the different hazards that schools face right now, everything from weather to crime, bomb threats, fire, uh, drugs, and alcohol, there are a whole lot more things to uh, be concerned with. Um, specifically now, uh, the advent of social media. So something happens on your high school campus, be it any one of the things that I mention, all kids have uh, phones. And before you can respond as a school superintendent or even a principal, the message has gone out, something bad is happening at school, and you have descending upon your campus hundreds of parents and other folks before you even have a chance to appropriately respond, explain to parents what is is happening. So the advent of social media and instant communication has totally changed our response uh, to all the hazards that are out there. Right. And it's really created a new standard that schools and school districts have to meet because parents expect that sort of quick communication. I mean, they get it in all other aspects of their life. um, So why not get it from their school, right? Exactly. So school districts now have to be prepared. They have to have a pre-programmed communication system that instantly can respond with the type of incident that is happening at their uh, at their school so uh, parents can better re- react because, as you say, they're going to get the instant communication. Furthermore, I would, I would say, Daniel, Daniel, the types of threats that are evolving are just different. So, for instance, if, um, if you happen to, uh, if your family owns a Tesla on your keychain right now, is a summon button. So if your car is parked in the parking lot, instead of you going to find your car, now your car can go find you. And the other car makers are not far behind. So if you're going to drive mom or dad's car to school, what does that mean for safety and security? The advent of drones now, which are being used, experimented with in schools is a great concern to law enforcement. So those can be weaponized in any number of ways, both from inside the school and outside the school. So school boards now have to take a look at creating policies on, on things like that. So much as we have signs in front of schools that say no drugs or alcohol within 250 feet, no guns, do we have to start looking at things like driverless cars and drones? Maybe. Right. And uh, I mean, I think that all brings a conversation back to how do you evolve the security system or the security measures to match the changing issues that you know could be causing breaches in security. And to do that, you really need a comprehensive back end for school security because at the end of the day, you, know, you can't really have one-on-one 
checkups. You know, you can't have a security guard in every classroom. There's just not enough personnel. You need something a little more automated. You need something that can provide real-time insight and data and can keep people safe while being efficient at the same time. So let's take a look at what a modern-day back-end for school security looks like. Give me your insight on what you've seen and how you've seen things change. Right. So innovation in this area is really done through uh, technology. It's the only way to achieve the goals that we're looking for because we can't poss- we don't possibly have the budgets or personnel uh, you know, to do it all ourselves. So schools are looking at a number of things, obviously various security cameras, strategic fencing, Schools are limiting their entrances and, and uh, exits. Many schools now are looking at one entrance to their campus. There is new technology now available that can recognize a weapon, whether it be a gun or knife or something, um, you know, something else that a student or a visitor uh, or a teacher, whoever might bring it in, we have the capability now of detecting that weapon um, uh, immediately. So there are a number of different things that, uh, and a number of different technologies that schools are looking at. Some of the problems with it, however, is that you still need people to be viewing this. So, so you need to have the funds available and budgets to also have people watching uh, this is, which is where uh, a company like Synergistic can come in. Right. Yeah. Walk me through how a company like Synergistic can help alleviate those concerns and make it a little easier to implement something so comprehensive. Well, one of the primary reasons I'm affiliated with Synergistic as well be, is because it the use of their system has the potential of saving quite a few dollars to school districts through energy management savings. Those particular dollars are, are really freed from state regulation or other types of reg- regulation on what they can be spent for. They're dollars that districts can use at their discretion. These days, many school districts are passing school bonds to upgrade their safety and security, but those dollars generally only can be used for what I'll call the hardware, the cameras, computers, other things like that. They really can't be spent on uh, personnel, creating policy, other kinds of things. So the potential savings that Synergistics brings to a district allows those districts to use those savings um, uh, to train staff, to create better school board policy, to train students, to hire security personnel, uh, to view the screens. Um, so it really, in my mind, it frees up the necessarily necessary dollars to have a comprehensive program that includes both technology and the human element. Well, that's so important too, because 
when you really look at it, funds for a security plan aren't always mapped out in budgets or aren't always the most funded part of a school budget. So any way that you can find some breaths of relief in that funding, you're going to definitely want to take those. Well, I'll I'll just give you California uh, for an example. About 90% of each school district budget is taken up with personnel. And when I say personnel, that's teachers, administrators, clerical, and classified staff, the bus drivers, uh, uh, among others. So that really gives the school district only about 10% of their fund to put other places. And other places include computers, textbooks, um, you know, any other of the, uh, of the services you would normally think about. So that's not much outside of personnel. So the ability to save, call it a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars over a period of time and dedicate those funds toward security means a lot to a district means a lot to school staff and certainly means a lot to the parents in the community. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So let's look back at that back end of school security. I want to break down what you think the most comprehensive kind of back end looks like today and what schools should really be doing to get in front of this evolving trend. More and more, these security concerns being harder to predict. So break down for me what that school district safety and security plan Plan would look like in your eyes and you know draw from your personal experiences but also let me know what kind of technology and data helps facilitate this and helps make this more efficient right well one of the great things about how we look at safety and security it's a comprehensive uh, approach so we bring together architects law enforcement and educators together to kind of take a holistic look at it. So first and foremost, in a school district, we recommend doing a facility vulnerability assessment where an architect, a law enforcement personnel, and some experienced educators actually walk the buildings and and bring to light the various weaknesses a facility may have in terms of ingress and egress into the facility. Exit, how do you get out? How do you shelter in place? Have we designed this school to make those things easier if an attack would um, uh, happen? And as a part of that, what kind of technology would be most beneficial to that facility? And and again, we are always recommend robust camera systems weapons detection system, and probably most importantly uh, of all is a mass communication system where a school is able to communicate with the district, police, and parents in time before those hundreds of texts go out from students uh, letting their parents know what has has happened. Um, Secondarily, Uh, We work with school boards on creating policy that encompasses all of the things that a school might encounter during attack, right? 
and I'm, I'm sure it must be easier to write that policy, too, when you have more comprehensive data you can draw from schools on, you know, how much personnel is really needed to oversee this operation. Exactly. So a lot of that has to do with how have you established an emergency operations plan? Who makes the decision? Who calls who? What if that person is not there that day? Do you have a secondary option for that, that command center? So all those things we need to run through school boards, superintendents, and district leadership. So everybody has a clear idea what happens and when. And a very important part of uh, you know, what we bring is student and staff training. Uh, again, for many, many years in our schools, you would have a training maybe once a year where you got under the desk, you know, particularly out here, worrying about an earthquake, right? And that was really the extent of it. Now we have so many other scenarios to train for. It's really, really important that student and staff training is rigorous, robust, and quite frankly, often. So uh, the training aspect is very, very important. So it's those really, those three things uh, that come to the forefront for us. Facility assessment, board policy and administrative regulations, and student and staff training. Hmm. Sounds like proactive and reactive measures all combined. Absolutely. Yeah, which definitely makes sense. All right. Well, I really want to thank you for joining us on the podcast, Scott, and giving us some insight on how data is very essential to basically ensuring an updated and comprehensive back-end school security system. I think now more than ever, we can really see that whether it's natural disasters, whether it's an active shooter, or anything in between, having a comprehensive system for security and measures in place is essential. And uh, it's great to see that as those issues evolve, so do the ways to manage them and uh, you know properly keep everyone safe. Yep, I agree. Well, thanks again, Scott, for joining us on the podcast. Really enjoyed getting your insight on this. Okay, Daniel, thank you. <laughs>